from the headquarters of Ramsey Solutions, broadcasting from the Pods Moving and Storage Studios. This is the Ramsey Show. It's where America hangs out to have a conversation about life, specifically your money, your relationships, your work, everything that is connected in between all of those heavy categories. I'm Ken Coleman, joined by my colleague, Dr. John Deloney. We're Ramsey Personalities. We host our own shows as a part of the Ramsey Network. And this hour, we are your hosts. We are here for you. John, what are we going to talk to him about? Everything. Relationships, mental health, what's going on in their lives, what's going on in their workplace, their money, whatever's going on. We'll, we'll sit here with you and we'll walk alongside you. There you go. All right, let's go to Noel, who joins us in the Big Apple, New the York first Noel. City. There you go. Noel, how can we help? Hi, um, pleasure to talk to you guys. Um, I just moved to New York City uh, to take my dream job and um, doing well. Uh, the, the salary's you know decent for the city and I have no debt, but I was wondering, I don't think I can afford to buy something for you know a very long time. And I'm wondering if it's okay to just increase retirement or should I still put money aside to be able to buy something eventually? How long is a long time? Well, um, I mean, I don't know, probably 10 years. Well, can you continue to save aggressively over a 10-year period and continue to pay the rent that you have to pay and get there in 10 years? If you really lock down and get the down payment there in 10 years, can you do that? I think so. And, you know, I probably, within... I'll probably have some inheritance, but I just want to know if it's okay to, to do more than 15%, um, you know, if I think it's out of reach to buy something. Well, is is it okay? It's certainly never wrong when someone <laughs> invests more, but that's our rule of thumb, as Dave right. has prescribed the baby steps, and there's a reason for that. So if you think about baby step four, so if you're new to our program, just kind of reset real quick so you can get uh, caught up with where Noel is asking the question. Baby step one is we ask you to put, or we recommend you put a thousand dollars in your savings account just to handle any kind of rainy day uh, pop-up emergency. Then you take on all of your debt in baby step two. That's what we call the debt snowball, and you go after your smallest debt first moving up to the largest debt so you get momentum and every time you pay off all the smaller debts you roll that payment into the next largest debt and that gets you tremendous momentum baby step three is saving three to six months of your expenses so now we're really juicing the emergency fund baby step four is to set aside 15% of your income, what you're taking home, into a matching 401k or a Roth IRA. So that's where we stand right now, all right? Baby step five is people saving for uh, their kids' college. Now, they have a a step that was kind of developed later, 3B, where people uh, go after the three to six months of expenses into uh, saving for a house. And essentially, that's where you would be right, is Mm -hmm. that you would be saving for the house, but it's going to take you quite some time. And uh, I I wonder if you're going to be in New York long term. You know, you sound like a young man. Is that true? Is is it possible that you'll be uh, moving out of the city or you think you're there long term? Well, I'm young, but it's been my goal to get here. And I've I've been dreaming for 12 years to get to the right job and situation to do it. And I do think I'm going to stay here for the foreseeable future. So there's something underneath the purchasing question besides dollars and cents. What is it? Well, um, I guess since I'm here's why you're, so you're, you're I'm, saving I'm, for a retirement someday. So you have, yeah. you believe that you're going to accumulate X number of dollars. 
down the right. road and you're willing to invest to make that happen. You are not yeah. willing to invest that it, to make a home happen. Why? Uh, because it seems like to get a substantial down payment is just going to take me a good amount of time to do that. So you're just going um, to, so are you just going to quit on that? Um, no. Well, so right now I'm putting, so my, my salary is 90,000. I'm putting uh, 1200 a month to various retirement accounts and I'm putting 500 a month in my savings account. So as that slowly builds up, which that'll take a, and a, quite a long time to get a down payment for a house I think, or a condo up here. Um, so I'm wondering if that 500 a month in savings, should I just, you know, divert that to my retirement account? I don't then, know. I, I'm not certain. So I'm, I'm not going to make the mistake of, of putting a stake in the ground, whether it's yeah. causal or correlative, but in the mm-hmm. millionaire study, the vast majority of millionaires had paid for houses. Right. And right. they were able to, over time, capture the most volatile and expensive part of their life, which is fluctuating housing costs, by taking mm-hmm. that equation off the table. That's why we tell people, pay your mortgage off even if you have a great interest rate, because it just takes that off the table. There's no risk in it. You, you, you are completely um, on your own at that point. And what you're choosing yeah. to do, if you think about it, you're choosing to be at the mercy of a fluctuating market over time, which we all—I I think it's just going to be—I think it's going to be fine. But that you're putting yourself in that on that roller coaster, and at the same time, you're choosing to remain forever in a land of increasing rents or increasing. Hey, my, your building just got sold, and so we're going to sell it to somebody else who's going to jack your rent up. It may move your rent down here. You're you're signing up for a life of chaos, and what I hear is resignation. You're just quitting. It's going to take a long time to get this. So I'm instead, I'm just going to put all my money over here in retirement, and I'm just going to um, I'm going to just bet on the gap there between whatever rent escalation I have and whatever money I think I can earn in the market. And I think long term, that's a that's not a good move. Okay. What do you think your uh, What do you think the next three to five years looks like as it relates to opportunity for your income to increase significantly? Well, um, I definitely want to stick with my current company. I came in at kind of low level uh, management level. And I, I, I do see opportunities um, within the company. So uh, my point is it's, it, it would seem to me that you're going to be making 150, 200 in the next three to five years. You got a shot at that. Is that, is that too much for me to assume? Uh, that, that seems reasonable. Yeah. Okay. Well, so John, this comes back to, we, we've recommend the baby steps for a reason, right? Your so, life moves with you as you go down these baby steps. Are you, do you have any other debt besides, uh, I mean, do you have any other debt? I have no debt. Okay. No debt, no debt at all. Okay. And you've got your three to six months expenses. Yes. Yeah. I have uh, about, uh, 20,000 as my emergency fund. Maybe it should be a little more, but, um, what's the number uh, you need? The down payment number? Well, prop, so I guess 20% of, I'm not looking for anything big, so it's probably going to be like a, like a four or $500,000. Drop know, it down to 10%. Can you get $50,000 yeah. in the next 24 months? I probably, yeah. I can almost guarantee yeah. you could. Yeah. <laughs> Put 10% yeah. down on it. Put 15% down on it and get yourself a condo and get into a place where you can control the rent escalation. Yeah. Um, for the next 20, 30 years of your life, man. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, and again, I think we're pausing. 
Are we pausing Baby Step 4 here for him to just pile up that money? In At his B? age? I, I would. I would. I think you're 3B. And I think that uh, I would stop the 15% investment and just pile up the cash, get in, uh, like John said, and now we begin to pay that house off and you can start reinvesting. You're going to get caught back up. You're not going to lose ground. If you're staying in New York long term, that's the play. I agree. Hey, thank you for the call, Noel. The best is yet to be. Don't move. More Ramsey Show coming up. It continues to amaze me how identity thieves keep finding ways to use our own identities against us. Not only do they commit crimes related to financial fraud, medical ID theft, and insurance benefit fraud, but now we have to deal with home title fraud. Thieves are using your own personal info to take ownership of your home so they can take out loans and you end up with a pile of debt and foreclosure notices. Over 4,000 data breaches happened in 2018, exposing 3.6 billion records. So thieves have plenty of identities to use and there's a one in five chance it will be yours. That's why Xander Insurance is the only program I use and recommend. Their plan covers all types of identity theft, and it takes over all the work if you become a victim. Visit Xander.com or call 800-356-4282. This is The Ramsey Show, 888 I'm John Deloney, joined here by my good friend Ken Coleman. We're taking your calls on money, life, work, mental health, whatever's going on. 888-825-5225. Let's go out to Terrence in Cleveland, Ohio. What's up, Terrence? How you doing? Good. How are you, man? Uh, I've done better. Hanging in there. Oh, man. What's up? So I'm currently faced with the idea of filing bankruptcy. Um, I currently have about 70000 in debt. I make about 20000 a year. I've been working for about a year now. I was in a nursing home for a year before that. And um, as of now, I just had a recent uh, bad incident. My car was stolen back in August. And um, with the repairs, I've defaulted on my uh, car note. I actually got two months deferred already. And now I have to pay a large deductible to get it from the mechanic. And I'm still, you know, faced with the uh, with the car payments, which is more than half of my monthly income right now. And I've been considering filing Chapter Seven to <clears throat> remove a lot of my debts and try to start over mm-hmm. because it's to the point where I'm not able to save anything at the end of the month. Yeah, Terrence, can I ask you what are you doing for a job right now? I'm a custodian. Okay. And did you did I hear you right? You're making about twenty thousand. Yes. Okay. And then you said you were, did I hear you say you were in a nursing home? I was, yes. Okay. Do you have any physical limitations right now that would uh, keep you from doing any other type of work than being a custodian? Um, well, I have heart disease, um, minor neurological deficiencies. Like my endurance is very low. 
Okay. So I, I have to expend my energy twice as much to do normal functions. Is the custodial job, <clears throat> I, I don't want to assume, but is it a physical job, obviously on your feet a lot and doing a lot of physical labor? I mean, yeah, but I work at my own pace. I got employed through this organization called Vocational Guidance, and it's pretty much geared towards disabled persons like myself. Okay. Uh, another couple quick questions here. Um, how much How much do you owe to get that car from the mechanic? What would be the fee you got to pay to get it back? $1,000. $1,000. And what would you say the car is worth versus what you owe on it? It's worth about twenty, and I owe thirty-five. I'm sorry, you broke up. You owe what? I owe thirty. I owe thirty-five thousand, and the uh, car is only worth about twenty thousand. Okay. All right. Uh, the the reason I went that direction, John, and, and Terrence, the reason I'm asking you about what you're doing and what your physical limitations are, um, is, is because I, even though you have limitations. And I know you went through an organization that's trying to help you out, man. I I'm willing to stake my entire name and reputation on the fact that you should be making and you can be making way more than twenty thousand, which would help us in this financial situation. To come up with a thousand dollars to get the car, then we could sell the car, uh, get a smaller loan. It's the only time we recommend loans, uh, maybe from a credit union, and to pay off the rest of the loan and then start fresh. But one of the things we've got to do is get you into a place where you can make more income but not have all the physical exertion because you do have some physical limitations. And and I, I want to try to help you on that. We may not be able to solve it all on this call, but I at least want to put that out to you so that you have a mindset that you don't have to look at Chapter 7 to get out of this mess. Do you understand what I'm saying? I know you feel like that's the only option you have left. How does that hit yeah. you? How do you? Push back if there's some pushback, something that John and I don't know. It, it, it's been very depressing, you know, yeah. dealing with it all. And I never even considered filing bankruptcy ever in my life. Sure. So, Terrence, uh, filing for bankruptcy, if we look at the data, um, has a lot of external consequences besides money. And you're feeling it right now. Right, it feels like it's going to be this big freedom and this big release, and there is a release to it. But man, what it does to your psyche, what it does to your ability to navigate certain things moving forward—it's just such a burden. It's 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 very similar to divorce. I'll never recommend somebody get divorced. That's a decision someone's got to make on their own, and I don't ever recommend that somebody file for bankruptcy simply because I know the downstream consequences are so heavy. Sometimes it's your only option. Dave's talked about it. He's he did it, um, and he is probably one of the last in lines to say hey, he he went and developed a plan so that nobody ever has to go through mm-hmm. that. Right? Um, I've spent my career up until I I joined Ramsey Solutions working with people um, with learning exceptionalities and with special needs. Did they place? Does this agency place you in a place where they said this is all you can do? Because right now, when I look at the wages, at even at, at minimum wage places, um, are paying double minimum wage in certain places. They're paying a lot more than $20,000 a year yeah. to work fast food right now or to drive Uber. And I'm thinking, I'm trying to think of a couple of places that you could work and then get another job driving around where you could just listen to music or listen to podcasts or talk on the phone. And if you have those days where you're just worn out, um, 
you can stay at home. You don't have to work that shift if it's Uber or if it's Uber Eats or if it's one of those, you know, Lyft or anything like that. My question for you is this. Instead of um, just saying all I'm ever going to do is be able to do $20,000 a year, do you have a mentor or a friend or someone who will walk alongside you that's outside of the agency that you trust that you said, hey, we got to figure, I got to make more money and I need your help looking at jobs, applying for jobs, going to interview with jobs. Would you be willing to walk alongside? Is there somebody else that would help you with that or is the agency all you got? Not at the moment. I, they're literally all I have right now. I haven't um, even considered, you know, trying to find other um, like people of that caliber to talk to. Okay. Well, Terrence, I, I, I want to challenge you on something because I, John and I know you can get out of this. I know you can. And we want you to borrow our belief. If you just got John and I today, I'm telling you, Terrence, yes, you have the physical limitations, but John is right. We're talking Walmart and, and Target, late shift, McDonald's something like that. And, yeah. You can make as much as $18, $20, $22 an hour. Not only that... Um, Kroger just announced. I don't know if you had, but I'm giving you ideas to where you go. Wait a second. The world is much bigger than this agency just placing me somewhere where they have a relationship, because more money changes your life dramatically. Am I right or am I wrong? You're right. I mean, I want you just for a second to imagine making twenty dollars an hour. How would that change your life? It wouldn't worry so much. Come on, there man. You go. You'd be able to get that car out <laughs> of the mechanic pretty quick. And, and John's yeah. right. I mean. That what people are paying, listen, and can I tell you this? I want to paint a bigger picture. Walmart, Target, just two big companies. They are also giving tuition reimbursement to where not only you work and make more money, you could take the next chapter in your life and get qualified for something and they're going to reimburse you. So you got to know there are more possibilities for you and you can get the car out of the mechanic and you can pay the debt off you can walk through this and we're going to walk through this with you um let's let's give you financial peace university we're going to gift you a full year of that and i want to give you the book uh dave's book he sold six million copies something like that and counting total money makeover if i give that to you will you promise to read it yes i do do you believe terrence that you can come out of this Let me take one step. Let me take one step below what Ken's saying. You've been told you're less than, haven't you? I have ever since I got sick and suffered a traumatic brain injury and all of that stuff. Yeah, that's right. Um, you've been told. Been very shocked. You've been told you're broken. Mm-hmm. You've been told you're less than. You've been told you go over there. And Ken and I are both calling bullcrap on that. We believe in you more than you do. And I want you to believe in yourself as much as Ken and I do. Stay on the line. We're going to get you these tools in hand. And man, trust us. There is light on the other side of this thing. We're so proud of you, brother. Somebody needs you to show up and be the best version of Terrence that the world has ever seen. That's where we want you to get to.
Welcome back to The Ramsey Show. I'm Kent Coleman, joined by Dr. John Deloney, and we are here for you taking your phone calls, 888-825-5225. That is 888-825-5225. It's a free call. Uh, folks, give us a shot. It's You know, it is a free call, and we care deeply about you, and you may be just one phone call away from breakthrough. And if you've got something that's a little bit sensitive, uh, know that we're going to protect you and take good care of you. We'll change your name, your location, everything. If you feel like you need to talk to somebody today, we are here for you. So give us a shout. Bradley's going to start us off this segment in Charlotte, North Carolina. Bradley, how can we help? Hey, how you guys doing? We are having a blast. What's up? So I'm going to give you a little background. Uh, I'm 24. My wife's 23. Uh, we've been married uh, since the middle of last year. We just had a new son. He's about three months old. And... Um, we currently have been living in our house right now. We have a mortgage on it uh, for a little over three years. And we now, because of our son, we're wanting to move closer to family and, uh, you know, different uh, school district and stuff like that. And we want to do that within, you know, like three to five years, give or take. And so I didn't know if it'd be best to keep throwing, you know, additional money into the mortgage, try to pay it down as quickly as I can, or if I need to draw back on that and, instead use that money towards the you know the anything past my emergency fund to put down towards the next house and that kind of stuff um i three to five years let me say it this way you're going to get your money back out of your house more than likely so right i personally what i do is i dump all that money into my house mm-hmm. um if i was going to move i dump all that money into my house so let me get it back when i sell it um, it feels it, it's like a pseudo, like a warm blankie to feel like I've got a checking account over here with some other money in it, but it's it's going to end up in the same pot. Um, three to five years, you're right on the cusp on one end and you're right at the beginning of, of a cusp on the other end, right? So if you told me, hey, in three years, we're out of here. Two and a half years, we're going to put our house in the market. We're going to start looking to get out of here. I'd probably tell you to sock some money away and try to sell that house. If you tell me I'd be there five years, that's a I'd try to pay that house off as fast as I could, right? So you're right square in the middle. Why'd you pick that time range? Like, what is magical well, mainly, about three to five years? Well, uh, the actual well, the limit would be you know five because that's when our son would be roughly starting school. So that that's why I kind of mentioned like the school district thing. So let me let me rephrase it. Why not move right now? Why not move this summer? Uh, mainly, be, well, I mean, we're just kind of saving up money right now because, you know, obviously my, our minds, you know, the more money to put down, the better. We want to finance as least as possible. So we're kind of building, you know, that nest egg up at the moment. Okay. Yeah, but here's the deal. Uh, John is absolutely right, Bradley. And the reason he's right, and uh, how old did you say you were? 24. 24. Take it from dudes who are twice as old as you, and I, it's certainly me. I don't know about John. I shouldn't. You're close. Close, close. to twice. Um a lot can change in one year. Your life right. can look unrecognizable in three to five. And I like John's advice because investing in the current house, there's no negative. You keep paying that house down. Um, he's right. You're going to get that money back most likely. And you've got yourself um, so much more net worth, so much more equity. You've got options. Life can change. And I love the plan. And I'm not in any way trying to poo-poo or scare you. Uh, I, I just want you to understand life can change. And I think John's advice is right. I would pile everything into the house. That effectively becomes your down payment, that equity. And, and again, I hadn't right. thought about that, but um, Bradley. I've just been through it. You and I have been married a long time. <laughs> well, you know? let me back it out. Three years ago, I was in my dream job at one of the top universities in the country. Oh, yeah. 
And then two years Whammo. before that, I was in another state in a really great job. Do it right. So, man, to, to forecast five years in my life, and I ran into somebody, and now I have I'm a YouTuber, as my as my son says. So, man, you have no idea what happens in five years. Yeah. Whether a boss comes and taps you on the shoulder, you get fired, your wife gets promoted. Who knows, right? So, it's important to plan. It's important to have dreams, and it's important to be very specific about those dreams. Yeah. And it's also important to live with principles in the present, right? Here's who I'm going to be every single day en route to wherever it is we're going. Yeah. I love the advice, John. Uh, Bradley, I couldn't couldn't agree more. Just pile it into the current house. And then when we get there, when there shows up, uh, you're going to be in great shape. Thank you for the call. Paul is up next in Cincinnati, Ohio. Paul, how can we help? Hey, Ken and John. I'm actually really glad that you two are on hosting the show today because uh, – perfect combination for this question uh, hey nobody um, ever says that paul thanks man yeah can we record that guys <laughs> in the booth it'd be great if you could send that home to our wives and kids that'd be wonderful what's up yeah, paul? so um so my best friend suffers from debilitating anxiety and it has had him out of work for about the past year and a half and i'm wondering what i can do or what i can encourage him with that uh might help him move back into the work field since he's been making some progress with his anxiety. That's awesome. So I would reframe that question, that, that statement a little bit and say something about his life has set off his body's alarm systems and the noise is real loud. So putting anxiety to the side, what is it about his ecosystem or his environment that has begun, has, is suffocating him? Is it his marriage? Did he lose somebody? Is he have childhood trauma he's dealing with like what what is it so i'd i'd say it's mostly from his childhood trauma okay okay and so he's found himself in an adult world and his body is struggling to live in a world that we've all created for ourselves that none of us can live in right yeah okay uh, hey by the way he's lucky to have you it's pretty awesome um what here's what i will tell you two 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 important things number one you can't fix him and the more you try to help him by fixing him as though he's a puzzle and you've got the missing pieces, the more he becomes a project and not somebody you love. He becomes an engine to fix, not a friend. And as somebody who's been where he is, just debilitated by anxiety, the greatest thing my friends, and there's a couple of them, John, a friend named Todd, a friend named Randall, a friend named John, like guys who leaned into my life, they were very clear about you're with us we're inviting you over even though you come over and you're annoying or you want to talk about how the end of the monetary policies come like all these crazy anxious things i had all the time they always invited me over and a couple of my buddies called me on my nonsense and here's something important for you to understand that debilitating anxiety is a context it's his body getting his attention and he sounds like he's on on the path to healing it isn't an excuse to show up in your life so I had a friend who said, who one time came. I had, you know, you may have heard my story. I've, I, I thought I was seeing cracks. Every time my house was falling apart. He came over to yeah. my house. He looked at it. His dad was an architect. He's been on, grew up on construction sites. And he walked around and he took me out. We're outside. I was like, look at this, look at this. And he took a breath as a good Texan would do. And he exhaled and he said, your house is strong. Your house is fine. This conversation's over. And I don't ever want to hear you mention this again. And here's what he gave me in that moment. That was the first time someone had said, stop with this nonsense. And it allowed me to walk away and think, huh, maybe 
the issue lies with inside of me, not projecting out all over the place. You see what I'm saying? But he wasn't ugly. He yeah. showed up. He came into the he I, I I invited him into my life and he showed up and he loved me enough to hold me accountable. Are you taking care of yourself? Yeah. Right? You see what I'm saying? So yeah. you can't fix him, you can love him. And that's real frustrating for a good friend like you, right? Well, you can also well, do a couple I, other things, Paul. Um, John's absolutely right. you got to love him. But you know what you can do? You can encourage him. Be very, very positive. He, just a voice of positivity and consistent positivity. That's the encouragement. You can also connect him to people that you know to say, hey, let me tell you about my buddy. He's had a rough life, and uh, but I know he's a good dude, and, 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 and I want you to give him a shot. You can connect him to opportunities through your relationships. And then the third thing is you can endorse him. Endorse him to as many people as possible. That's what a friend can do. Your question was, how can I help my friend find a job? Well, you can look a little bit for him, but at the end of the day, you got to connect him because I think he feels wounded, John. Oh, yeah. I think he's a little bit maybe shameful, embarrassed, whatever. And Finding a job's exposing, Leading right? him to a situation is one of the best things a friend can do. That's exactly right. And, and just showing up, being yeah. there. So connect him, man. Open up your Rolodex. Put yourself out there for him. But in doing so, tell him, hey, dude, this guy stop. Yeah, yeah. Because You're I believe in you. I put my name on it. You're going to show up. You got to show up and you got to deliver. And I believe you can show up. That's yeah. it. I think that's the right thing to do. And then, as John said, Paul, you, you just got to be his friend and love him. You can't do it all for him. But great call. Thanks for calling. This is The Randy Show. Ramsey Show continues. I'm Ken Coleman. John Deloney joins me this hour, and we're here for you. 888-825-5225-888-825-5225. Taking your money questions, taking your mental health and relationship questions, taking your work and burnout questions. We're here for you. We want you to win in your life. Let's go to Silva in Houston, Texas. Silva, how can we help? Hey, hey guys, thank you for the time. I have called a few times, so it's a pleasure to do so again. Great. How can we help today? Uh, yes, sir. So the question is, I have a wonderful career. My wife does, too. We both are completely debt-free, and we are wondering if it would be a bad idea to quit our jobs to pursue this business idea that we have. Um, yeah, that's, that, that's it. That's the question. Okay, so you guys have any debt? No, we don't. No we debt. Okay. We have nothing. Yeah. What kind of emergency fund do you have? We have um, we have about we have twenty thousand dollars, which translates to about six months, and we have thirty thousand outside of that that we currently have uh, invested in relatively safe um, safe investments. Okay. I happen to be a what's your joint banker in- for where I work? So okay, great. And what's your joint income? Joint income at, before taxes is just under one hundred and ten. Okay. What's the business? Yeah, you said you had an idea. Yeah. It, does it mean it hasn't launched? So what is the idea? Well, I, I would, maybe maybe I misspoke, but it's not an idea. We've actually, I've actually already had it registered to the, to the state of Texas, and it is to do DIY furniture. It's the foot furniture, uh, pottery, paintings. Think of it like the new. It's like a new home goods store. Got it. uh, it's a brand that we're wanting to brand that we're wanting to build. 
and via that brand incorporate handmade items such as DIY furniture, custom furniture, sure. plates, pottery, paint, anything what? you would have used for decoration. Got it. And so what's your revenues right now and where and how are you selling those? And what I mean by that last question is, is it all online? Or are you doing some pop-up shops in the area? I mean, what, how are you doing this now and what's the revenue? Currently, we have nothing. We haven't started uh, making any income. Right now, we're still in the beginning stages of building the brand and creating the online presence, sure. um, getting in contact with local uh, farmers markets and other avenues that we can use here in person to right. eventually sell these things. So we don't have anything. Okay. I got good news and bad news. Yeah. Okay. The good yeah. news is, is you got an idea. Um, you guys have put a lot of effort into it. Sounds like you guys are in agreement as a couple. We want to do this. That's the great yeah. news. Yeah. Um, yeah. The bad news is, is you're not going to be able to quit your job anytime soon. Uh, and I'm just trying to be realistic. I'm not trying to be in any That's way fine. a discouragement to you. I'm just, I'm telling you that is, my guess is a three to five year play. Um, because my advice is that uh, we don't want to touch that emergency fund. Uh, so the yeah. emergency fund is an emergency fund. Now, the $30,000 cash that you have saved over and above the emergency fund, I like that, and I'd like to add to that, but I'd want you two to start doing this. So if, let's just start making some chairs, rocking chairs, or start whatever, and let's start selling it locally at farmer's markets or flea markets or antique places and get a booth, and let's just prove the actual product. I love that you're thinking about brand, but the reality is, is I think you've got the cart before the horse here. I, I want to prove that we can actually sell furniture and de decor and things of that nature. And so let's say that we start out in our first month, we do it on the side and you two sit down and I'm making this up because this is the mental process I want you to think through. So how many hours a week, you don't have to answer this, but how many hours a week can we, you and the wife, put towards this business and let's just say it's 20 hours for sake of conversation all right so we're going to spend that 20 hours around just making and selling and let's prove that and let's say we make two thousand dollars the first month again i'm making all this up the two thousand dollars goes right into abc bank account whatever your brand name is whatever your company is and we're going to build up build up build up and it may take you two years Maybe you go nuts. Maybe in a year's time, you guys can put your $100,000 of joint income in the furniture decor bank account. I, For anybody to leave a stable job and go full-time into a business, um, I want you to have at least six months of your income in the bank. And that would be the soonest that I would make the move to quit your jobs and go full-time into that business. Just trying to keep it simple. I'll stop there. I hit you with a lot. Does that make sense? Any questions about that? It does. It does make sense. You're just allowing me to prepare for the worst and take it uh, with logic rather than with, with the dream idea. Makes sense. Yeah. And I, and I would even say this. It's not that we're preparing for the worst. It's just we want to put ourselves in a... There's no reason for you to assume a lot of risk with this business. There really isn't. Well, and yeah. Silva, yeah. stay on the line here because I'm going to ask Ken a question on on your behalf. Is that cool? Please, absolutely. <laughs> Ken, <laughs> yes. this sounds like somebody who is more interested in the idea of having a business than he is in the actual business itself. Here's wh here's why I'm asking, and you take these calls all the time on your show, and so I may be out to lunch here. I've got friends who do their day job, and then they go home, and the moment they get home, 
they play guitar mm-hmm. or sand furniture down or scour Craigslist. They can't help but doing it. Yeah. And they look up and they have no friends because they play guitar all the time. And now they're starting to get a couple of gigs. Mm-hmm. The business takes care of itself. Yeah. This sounds like somebody who is very interested in the idea of brand building and having a cool website, but they've never even done the thing that they're about to jump off. Yeah. Could be. Silva, he brings up a good point. Are you or your wife into the decor and the and the handyman stuff of, de- of designing and then building furniture from scratch? Yes. As a matter of fact, all of our – we just recently got married in April, and we needed to furnish our new our new apartment home. And I would say maybe 80% of everything that's there was yeah. handcrafted by my wife or DIY by us. And yeah. uh, we've been doing this. We get a lot of attraction from family and friends and all of us. Good. Um, I guess you could say feeling this idea. And we thought, well, maybe we can monetize this. Yeah. And because of my background in banking, I, 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 I have the foresight to yep. take care of the banking side of things yep. and et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. So I think and what John, I think what John's hearing, and, and I think that was a good question because it's smart to go, okay, how much do you really care about this? I, but what I do hear, which I think you heard is I think you're, you're trying to do so much planning because you're a banker, you're a process numbers guy, and sure, the yeah. plan will take care of itself. Just start making furniture Let's and sell Let's start it. making something yes. and selling it to people. And then we go, oh, we sold seven of this chair, but we thought this chair yeah. was going to work. Nobody gives a crap about right. it. And so we go, oh, okay, no yeah. big deal. Yeah. And then so we're we're just going to tiptoe into this thing, and then we're going to uh, crawl a little bit, and then we'll walk, and then we'll run. And so I think it's back to that same plan. But you need to stop worrying about brand and all that stuff, and you need to start pre- Proving concepts, and let's get absolutely. I, this is this is going to turn off some of the listeners. That's fine. Uh, my son uh, shot a deer last year. I just went and picked up the hide, like a, like they made a rug out of it. Yeah. And I talked to the um, taxidermist today, and he said, uh, as deer season's starting, I said it's about to get wild, and he said, dude, we could skip this deer season, and we have a year's worth of work already in uh, wow. the building right now. Wow. So I'd love to see Silva along those lines yep. make a bunch of chairs and have people start putting deposits down on chairs and suddenly get a That's year right. or six months worth of work lined up. That's it. And then you can go, okay, now I've got cash in the bank. I've got these business going. Now we're off to the races. Yeah, great, great point. John, for folks out there that are in Silva's situation, John made a great point. You want to get that six months of your salary tucked away in that side business before you even think about leaving the steady right. job. However, you make a very great point. Get gigs point. lined up, Let's man. also have a pipeline. Yeah, And you should. If you've got, if you're able to stack that much cash, you should have a pipeline of business. But you make a very good point. So I just want to reiterate that. Because we get this question a lot on That's the Ramsey right. Show. Yeah. Hey, when do we know when to move from the steady day job to the side hustle full-time? Well, first of all, you have no personal debt. Okay, so you walk in the baby steps out, so you're you're already through baby step three A at least, and then we've got money in the side hustle account, at least six months worth. That's the safe play. But to your point, a very nice pipeline of future business. Now, there's no risk here. You're off to the races, right? Yeah, yeah and the risk is how well you manage that pipeline. Yeah, right. That's different than finding stuff to eat and by the way friends and family will tell you they love something but they're not going to part with their money for it right there's a total <laughs> difference in friends and family telling you they like something and the marketplace telling yeah, you they it's like so something. true hey silva thanks so much can't wait to hear back from you at some future point send us some pictures of those chairs hey thanks to dr john deloney james and the team in the booth and you america this is the ramsey show
Steve here. We just launched a brand new audience survey for The Ramsey Show, and we'd love your feedback. You could be entered to win a $500 Visa gift card. No purchase necessary. Take the survey at RamseySolutions.com slash survey.